Hello, everyone, and welcome to Platonically Intimate. Uh, this is episode six, I believe. I think so. I'm just not good at counting. <laughs> um, that's why I have Isaac here. I'm the looks. Isaac is the brain cell. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but anyways, that's a good transition into uh, I'm your host, Joe, and sitting across from me, hopefully, is Isaac. And I would just like to give a brief shout out to uh, all the fan mail we have been receiving absolutely yeah uh fan mail at platonically intimate at gmail.com you can talk to us any time of the day we will respond within 45 seconds or less that that is not true (laughs) that is a (laughs) non-guarantee i on the other hand would like to give a shout out um for those of you who are bound by the constraints of time uh this episode will be given to you rip to them <laughs> yeah that must that must be terrible yeah uh, to to know what time is um anyways uh you will you will have access to this episode starting on july 16th um and uh my dear friend noah singsank will be getting married on july 16th i don't know if you will listen to this episode before the wedding uh he has been known he to, better <laughs> you better he's been known to listen uh while in the car and uh, even while cooking salmon, so he may listen while preparing for his wedding. Um, but On if his not, early morning jog. <laughs> yeah. Um, if not, I hope I hope he enjoys it after his wedding, because that's when he would listen to it <laughs> as the alternative. Unless unless he listens to it during the wedding. Wow. I would be honored. Yeah, I do know I do know the pastor doing the wedding, so maybe I can swing something. But. <laughs> All right, with, with that, with that um, what, did, what did you want to talk about today, Isaac? Um, I have a quiz for you. All right, this quiz, oh, is, no. <laughs> this quiz is entitled, Is This Food a Lie? Okay. And so I have a collection of foods um, that have a place in their name. And your job is to determine whether or not that food is actually from that place. Like Mediterranean pasta. Yeah. I don't so, know if that's a real thing. <laughs> Me <neither. laughs> Email so, us if so, you know if it's a real thing. Yeah. So if I were to uh, say French fries, for example, mm-hmm. um, if you knew the answer, you would say maybe. That, oh, okay. They, they are most likely from Belgium, but it is possible that they are from France. Okay. So for that reason, it became the example question. <laughs> good. Uh, we're off to a good start. Yeah. So a so, non-answer. Yeah. So to switch into a a real question. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you French toast. Is French toast associated with France or from France? France? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna say no. French toast is not from France. Let's go. Congratulations. You are doing better than the first quiz. Yes, already. <laughs> I'm like tied, I think. Um, so so the origins of this are a little murky. It is possible that French toast has its origins in Rome. Okay. Um, there are some recipes that are fairly similar to that. Um, but as far as... It's French, not very complicated, so... Yeah, as far as French toast as we know it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was invented in about 1724 by a man... By the name of Joseph French. Wow. Yep. Um, yeah, that's 
Cool first name. Basically, basically, apparently, uh, he didn't know how to use apostrophes. He should have listened to episode. <laughs> he should have been listening to Platonically <laughs> Intimate in 1724. Yeah, he should have listened to episode four to find out how to use apostrophes. But um, yeah, so now we have a another one based off of a country. This is okay. German chocolate cake. I'm going to say that is from Germany. That is from Germany? Yes. That is not from Germany. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that This food is a lie. So, so in 1852, someone named Samuel German made a <sighs> chocolate bar. Okay. Did you like yeah. just to sell? Okay. And then in 1957, someone published a recipe um, using that chocolate bar as the chocolate. And so she called it German's chocolate oh. cake. People and, need uh, to stop having last names that are also countries. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, uh the person who published this recipe also doesn't know how to use apostrophes and it was switched to, to German chocolate German cake. Chocolate cake. <laughs> Again, episode four would have would have set him straight. Yep. Alright, on to question number three. Possibly from the region uh the city Kobe in the Kansai region of Japan, Kobe beef. I'm gonna say it is from Kobe. Kobe beef is from Kobe. In fact, um, that is the only thing that is required for it to be Kobe beef. Um, that's from Kobe? It's from a city in Kobe. Like uh, Champagne. Yes, actually. Of. Yes, very, very similar. I think Champagne is a little more specific, yeah. but um, it has to be like a certain recipe and made in Champagne. But right. this is just like... It has to be made in the Kobe. The cows were from Kobe. Yeah. Wow. Um, they, they do special things to them there. They like massage their cows, if I remember wow. correctly. So it's like really tender meat yeah. because they are pampered cows. But Wow. Yeah. All right. The next question. Um, from Hamburg, Germany. Or not. Hamburger. The hamburger. Good guess. <laughs> I'm going to uh, say hamburgers are not from Hamburg. Or it's kind a of, lie it's a kind lie of. Okay, okay okay yeah yeah so they that is a lie um yes you are correct sorry i wrote the the answer in my notes in a really terrible way nice so um the hamburger was named in hamburg oh by some sailors who actually brought in the ground beef kobe from somewhere else on their journeys no it was not from japan um but yeah so it was named in germany not actually from germany okay Next is the Coney dog, as in a hot dog from, from Coney, Coney Island. Island. That that sounds very Coney Island. I will say it's not a lie. It is a lie. Oh, what? The Coney dog. So the origins of the Coney dog are not nailed down. There uh, are actually three restaurants that claim to have created the Coney dog. Right. Um, unfortunately for Coney Island, all three of those restaurants are in Michigan. Not- <laughs> whoa michigan yes so the the coney dog is from michigan that is undisputed where exactly yeah people don't know um but if you ever go to coney island and get a nice chili dog with some other more specific ingredients um you could have went to michigan yeah jeez (laughs) what's up with michigan and having coney dog yeah i don't i do not know um again i'm assuming that the name kind of came later when it became famous in coney island right all right, I've got a couple more for you. Greek yogurt. Obviously, Greece is the, the place in question. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll go with not a lie because I like the idea. All right, that, that is correct. Uh, Greek cool. yogurt um, is from Greece. Now, they don't call it Greek yogurt. 
I hope kind not. of like obvious. It's kind yeah. of like narcissistic to be like, oh yeah, baby. Just like yogurt. we don't call it American football. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why they actually called it the Coney Dog. They're like, we don't want this to be the Michigan Dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's ours now. <laughs> um, no, but uh, they they pioneered a way to strain out the whey from oh. the milk before they turn it into yogurt, and so that's the difference between yogurt and Greek yogurt. Oh, they know so, the way. Yep. Yep. So they they called it like strained yogurt or or like whey yogurt. I think was the other one. That no they... way yogurt. Yeah. Actually, I can't believe it's not yogurt. No way. I can't way. believe it's not whey. No way. <laughs> All right. And the last question: Baked Alaska. Is this from Alaska? <laughs> I don't think I even know what baked Alaska. All right. Is. I, I'll tell you what baked okay. Alaska is. Baked Alaska is That's like a big plate you're gonna need if you're baking Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It is like ice cream with. A type like meringue almost. Okay. Um, and then uh, it's like a, a bread, I believe, that is hot. Um, okay. And then it's like a contrast of hot and cold. The meringue is an insulator, oh, so you have both yeah. in the same dish. Okay. I have I have no basis for this because I've never heard of it. I'm gonna go with it's a truth. It is a lie. <sighs> All right. Um. So baked Alaska was invented most likely by a man richard alaska no (laughs) charles ranhofer um it was invented uh, around the same time that alaska was purchased from russia by the united states and also um it it was also called by the name of alaska florida (laughs) which sounds like a stupid name (laughs) um but it was to to bring out the contrast of cold and hot oh that makes a lot more sense yep so the Alaska, Florida, which is the north, south, uh, as mm-hmm. far as you can get, and also east and west, as far as you can get. Wow. Um, yeah. Probably, unless Maine is further east, it might be. But I just mm. made that up. So. I don't think people live in Maine. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think Maine exists. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen it. So. <laughs> but yeah, that is my quiz. Uh, I think you did pretty well. You I got, think I did a lot you better got than French the... toast, Kobe hamburger, Greek yogurt. That's four out of seven. That's a lot better. Yeah, than... <laughs> much better. <laughs> Sweet. There were a lot of, uh, in the beginning, maybe you structured it this way on purpose, but having the people, having the lies because they were named after people with the last name of a country, mm-hmm. like back to back, really threw me off. I was like, is this <laughs> going to be like all of the lies? And then also there were a couple in there that were like, yes, but no, or no, but yeah. yes, you know, like. Yep. So I was like, is this also going to be all of them? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the anyway. uh, the uh, evil school teacher in me wanted to make this quiz as yeah. uh, I also thought psychologically you, challenging. As I also thought you're going to, you did the thing where you like alternated for a small yeah. time, yep. amount of time. Another classic trick that's like throws you off. Yep. In a short quiz, the patterns write themselves because you can't. Yeah. I can't get through seven questions so without small. having some type of pattern. Yeah. yeah. And so your your mind is always looking for those and it does find them. Thanks, pattern seeking brain. Yep. Way to way to make me more intelligent than other animals. And also psych me out on my chemistry quiz. Yeah. Do you have any fun facts for us today? I do have a fun fact for us today. The tallest mountain in the solar system is Olympus Mons on Mars. At 14 miles high, it is roughly two and a half times taller than Mount Everest. It's a big mountain. (laughs) That is a big mountain. (laughs) 
So today we are going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart called contronyms, okay? Um, so for those of you who don't know what a contronym is, have no fear. The Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 10th edition, also does not know what that is. So we had to use Sorry. something different. Um, if you want to look up your own definition to see what you can find, uh, you can also look up uh, Janus word, autoantonym, or autantonym. They all mean the same thing. And uh, Joe is going to tell us what that is. All right. This, in spirit of the 1995 book that is sitting next to me, for emotional support <laughs> we are using a merriam webster website frequently described as words that are their own opposites janus words are also known as contronyms antagonyms or auto antonyms these words that have developed contradictory meanings like cleave uh, which can refer to splitting something apart or also means to unite things yeah, so a, a contronym is a word that, um, outside of context, you literally don't know what it means because it could mean two opposite things. Yep. <laughs> Luckily, as English is wont to do, we have developed mm -hmm. a much more common usage in most cases. For example, when I said cleave, you probably thought to Split take half. apart. Yeah. yeah. Whereas cleave ends in to attach or bind something together is a much more antiquated way of saying it mm -hmm. thankfully yeah though i believe there are some words that we're going to talk about that still have it could really go either way you are you are correct uh one for example is the word sanction which can mean a penalty or official permission <laughs> yep <laughs> and so if uh, you're officially sanctioned you probably i mean saying the words officially sanctioned to me usually mean that you are officially allowed but technically, it could also mean you are officially banned. banned. Yep. <laughs> yep. So uh, if you are a country that has been sanctioned, uh-oh. You better figure if, out what that means if, real quick. If you are a newly spawned sports league, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> You've just been sanctioned. <laughs> You've just been sanctioned. All right. Uh, a couple more that I think are interesting. Um, to dust, you can, uh, especially with like powdered sugar on a dessert, you can dust the dessert. Or if you have a feather duster, you can dust. Oh, you can dust it away. Yes. Yep. Wow. I'm going to so dust. dust. Wow. You could dust powdered sugar onto something and then you could dust the powdered sugar away. Yep. You could do and undo your action with the same verb. Jeez. All right. Another one that I liked. To overlook. Definition one, to monitor or inspect. Definition two, to fail to notice. Oh, wow. That's that's a good one. Yeah. Because uh, I rarely think about it both ways. I usually think of overlook as in not notice something. Mm -hmm. But if I'm going to say like, hey, can you hand me your guitar? I want to look it over or overlook it. Mm-hmm. Wow. It means the exact opposite. Yep. All right. And one last contronym, um, to rent. Uh, if if you are renting something, you could be leasing oh. your property, or you could be leasing someone else's property. You could be the leaseholder, or whatever the opposite is. I don't remember <laughs> the lease. Or that's like to rent something. You could be borrowing it for money, or you could be lending it. For I money. was just going to bring up that example because that's a very uh, a very specific 
like similar type of word that was actually like drilled into me by one of my English teachers. They were like, oh, yeah. if you borrow something, you receive. If you lend it, you You're give. It's it. the same word, but they... They mean different things. Yep. But yeah, so that is that is contronyms for or you. Or Janus words. Or autoantonyms. Or antagonyms. Or autantonyms. <laughs> so unfortunately, none All of those, those five... Words are not yeah. in Merriam-Webster's collegiate... Uh, 10th edition dictionary from 1995. No. Um, I I am kind of glad that these are in our language. For the most part, they're not, like, confusing. Because you, your your context always, like, governs their usage. And so context you always know saves what people the day. Need. Yeah, and it's just really cool to, like, have that where you can have one word that literally means two opposing things. Yeah. I really find it fun that there are a lot of things in many languages where... The words are heavily dependent on context. Yeah. Because it just sounds like an inefficient way to construct a language, but that's just <laughs> the way the world works. Yep. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Speaking of cookies crumbling, um, I have a fun fact that has nothing to do with cookies. <laughs> now <laughs> or now I'm interested. So rather than the form of a simple statement or a even a poem, I have a fun fact in the form of a question today. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, if, if a man was running in front of a car, would you say that it's possible for him to get tired? <laughs> yes, I would. Good, good, good. I would like to inform you that if he was running right behind a car, he would get exhausted. <laughs> You know, I, once again, I did not know where you were going with the second <laughs> half of your of your fun fact. All right. Um, I I would hazard a guess that there is a good chance. It's probable. That you have something that you would like to talk about today. It is very probable that I would like to talk to you about the concept of probability. Ooh. Something that you and I have had quite a few conversations about. We have. Both uh, intellectually and comedically, usually <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's most. Of I our think that's pretty much the basis of our podcast. As well. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, like any good subject, I have done no prep work. <laughs> okay. And I'm relying on my own noggin. Mm. So I would just thank you like, for citing that source. You're welcome. <laughs> source? None. I made it up. <laughs> so main the main thing I want to talk about is a misconception with probability. Okay. Uh, I'll use the classic six-sided die as an example. Let's say you're playing any kind of game that uses that die. Uh, and you roll a one, mm -hmm. and you roll another one, mm -hmm. and then you know, roll another one. And you're like... Pretty lucky. Wow. You're like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> or, or very unlucky. Your instinct would be, there's no way I'm going to roll another one for the fourth time in a row. Yeah, you would think that. Because... If you didn't think about it. Exactly, because you've just rolled three ones in a row. That is one over six to the power three. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I hope that's wrong. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> email us at platonicallyintimidated.com. <laughs> I don't know how to use a calculator. I, yeah, I'm, I can't be bothered. So you're like, there's no way I'm going to make that one-sixth again. Mm -hmm. The thing is, the odds of you rolling another one the fourth time, depending on how you look at it, 
technically the correct way or the incorrect way mm-hmm. is that there's a one sixth chance it's going to happen again. Yeah. The, the past does not dictate the probability of the future. Yeah. Or the present. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's something a lot of people don't think about. I've noticed in games that use dice and games that use cards in honestly, in real life, uh, the concept of light lightning never strikes anywhere twice mm, Yeah, is a good way of looking at it. The probability that lightning is going to strike in the same place again is the same likelihood that, that it will strike, strike any there. other specific place. Yep. Just because it struck there once doesn't mean it is not going to strike again. And it does not mean that there is a lower probability that it's going to happen again. Yeah. If you were looking entirely into the past and you say, I rolled four ones in a row last night mm-hmm. playing a game, you'd be like, wow there's a really low chance that'll happen. Mm -hmm. But when you're in the present and you're rolling that dice again, maybe for the fifth time, there's a one sixth chance that it'll, your odds have not changed. Yep. And here's another thing about probability is it's not real. (laughs) You know, when that die leaves your hand, probability is just a nice way of thinking about what might happen. Mm. But there are, Probability is a nice way to throw a blanket over thousands of variables. Yeah, basically. I mean, because anything from the air resistance to a slight wind to the contours of the table or surface you're rolling it on to the contours of the dice. Of the pips, I believe they're called. Yep, the indents are, yeah, they're called pips. Um, Yeah. Those those will determine. uh, Dropping a die and saying there's a one-six chance it'll land on a one, it's like saying... If I'm flying this plane from this airport to that one, there's just a probability that I'll make it. And you're yep. just ignoring the fact of like, does the airplane <laughs> even have wings? Yep. Is the is it a windy day? Is it storming? It Stuff like of, that. It kind of reminds me of the idea of of time. Time okay. is made up. Yeah, time time doesn't <laughs> exist. Um the the fact that there's three hundred and sixty five days in a year is, is is mostly coincident with a little coincidence with a little bit of math involved. Um, yes. The reason that there are 24 hours in a day, 24 is completely arbitrary. Yeah. Um, the reason that there are 60 minutes in an hour, mostly arbitrary with a little bit of math. And the same for seconds is the same calculation. And so like everything in... Don't even get us started on how the Romans just like decided what year it was out of nowhere. Because <laughs> yeah. they're like, we need to fix the system. It's now this year. Yep. And so, and so before that, and even during that a little bit, um, they actually had variable length years. Yep. Um... Years with different amounts of months, months with different amounts of days. Not that we have fixed that problem, but uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So for those of you again who live bound by the constraints of time, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's a tough world to live in. The second <laughs> does not be. mean anything. <laughs> yep. But that's what I want to talk about because it always kind of boggles my mind a little bit whenever I think about it just a little too much. That I'm like, none of this is like matters. Mm -hmm. or actually means anything yeah we're just like pretending that there's a one-sixth chance it it can be useful to help you make predictions but but the idea we just lost all of our business major listeners (laughs) yeah well i i will tell you before you leave uh, if you're a business major i do have passive turn your headphones back on I have passive income of 50 cents a month. I, I turned, wow. I, yeah, I turned down an offer of $1 billion one-time payment uh, for that passive income. That was a very smart decision. Thank passive you, income. You. I'm proud to say that I made that choice. If your friends aren't talking about passive income, you need to get new friends. Yeah. 
your your network is your net net worth, as they say. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, now that we've strayed away from the concept of probability, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? No, I I I did like that uh, topic a lot. I think the the thing that comes to mind the most for me is specifically games, which you had brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of gambling games, people will bet on stuff in, in a similar way. But the game that came to mind for me was Settlers of Catan. Uh, the board yes. is based on dice. And uh, you, you if you're unfamiliar with the game, you build settlements. Um, and certain areas are more prone to producing resources based yep. on the probabilities. Um, but... You that doesn't mean wrecked. that if doesn't you, mean you're never gonna roll a six the whole game. Yep. If or you an if eight. you have a uh, bad luck, essentially, uh, you can get wrecked even if you have the best setup in the game. I once played a game actually on the mobile version of the game, mm-hmm. um, and it, it shows you a, a graph of all the dice rolls at the end. Uh, a twelve was the most common roll of the entire game. Oh my gosh! And the the so person the graph should a, look like a triangle. It should if but it's it, following it was probability. Like a v. Yeah. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> and the the people who thought they had the best setup got schmucked. Wrecked. Yep. So uh, things can happen. Probability does not necessarily mean anything. One last thing I wanted to throw in because I just remembered it is that there is a uh, a way of thinking that I think is extremely antiquated and no longer believed by many people. Okay. Called Lagrange's demon which okay. is back when we had good old Newton come out with his laws of physics. Shout out to Isaac. Shout out to Isaac. <laughs> um, and not Fig Newtons, because they're not <laughs> related. But they are delicious. Uh, according to Isaac Newton's laws of physics, they said basically that as soon as that die leaves your hand, there is a set outcome. Yeah. If you know all of the burials. Exactly. And I mean like you know what every atom is doing and smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the concept of Lagrange's demon is that like everything all of a sudden they're like, okay, does that mean like everything that ever happens is completely set because oh. this will happen, which causes this to happen, which causes this to happen. Yeah. We just don't know it. That's why we come up with things like probability. Mm-hmm. I will state that that theory has been disproven when we started understanding more things about uh, quantum mechanics, actually. Ooh, big brain stuff. Yeah. And I'm going to stop talking about this now because I don't know any further afield <laughs> than this. And I don't want to make a huge fool out of myself. Uh, good plan. Good For plan. All, of my, all of our well-educated quantum mechanics and Lagrangian theory <laughs> listeners. It is, it is better to be thought a fool than to open your mouth and become known as one. Yes. A, a wise man once told me that. So I don't know who it was, but... Uh, yeah that's all that's all we have for today i hope that you enjoyed um learning about foods that were very improperly named um words that are also very improperly named and um the probability that this podcast is improperly named i don't think it is but it's the chance so um i hope you enjoyed episode six and uh noah and brooke i hope your day is fantastic me too and um i will i will see you guys someday and you will hear my voice in episode 7. See ya.